0: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs.
1: That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Derry and Strabane District Council includes Northern Ireland's second largest city. Known to some, of course, as Derry, and to others as Londonderry. Nationalists are in the majority in the district, and recent elections have seen the SDLP and Sinn Féin neck and neck as they battle it out for dominance. But there is of course a strong Unionist electorate in the area, and parties such as Alliance and People Before Profit have been gaining in strength. In total, 70 candidates will be fighting for the 40 seats available in this forthcoming local election. Sunday World journalist Kieran O'Neill was editor of the Derry News for ten years and has covered councils in the northwest for more than twenty-five years. He spoke to me from Derry with his take on the issues, battles, and personalities of this campaign. I suppose, Kieran, many of us uh, will be unfamiliar with local politics in Derry and Strabane. What are the big issues there? I think the big issues
1: here, here are just the same as they are in every other part of Northern Ireland. It's A lot of it's coming down to the cost of living crisis and how that's impacting on people. And at a, a local level, the facilities that they're being paid by their local councils, we're all having to face rates increases. Um, but people here are w- worried about what the impact that's going to have on their... their facilities uh, and services provided by the council. If you take it down to a real local level, for example, and, and there, the, the main sporting facility is the Templemore Sports Complex, which is more than 50 years old, uh, and is far uh, no longer fit for purpose, but for years there's been calls for a new sports facility to be built in the city. Um, there's been, as I say, a lot of talk about it, but nothing has, that, has ha- happened yet. So, and with these cutbacks and the, the financial problems that all councils are facing, there's concern that, that facilities such as the new sporting facilities that are needed here won't happen. Um, again, on a local level, you've uh, recently uh, our local council here stopped a monthly um, market that was being held in the Guildhall Square. It was local producers um, came to every once a month. They Sell their, their products, but that's not, I mean, it was wrong with the council, but that now that's been cut back. So, you have issues like that real kind of local, um, services, uh, and facilities that the council are providing, and there's real concern about what the future holds for them.
0: And do you think local elections are fought on local issues in the area? I think
1: in a lot of cases they are, it comes down to personalities and the people that, um. The conscious that people are representatives of people maybe know in local areas and have and have, um, fought for local issues are those that are more prone to get people's support. Of course, the the bigger picture stuff is always an element uh, in any election in Northern Ireland, but council elections are particularly interesting because it, it does often come down to those personalities uh, and and local issues that people find more more most important. Um, so no, it is, you know, I think that, uh, as I say, all politics is local and that's true very much and um, our local elections and uh, within, within the councils.
0: Darien Strabane is, of course, um, a, a nationalist-dominated uh, area in terms of demographics and in terms of the result, the politics resulting from that. So if we could start with the with the nationalism and the battle within nationalism. And let's start with the SDLP. Now, Derry City in particular uh, was always a redoubt for the SDLP and it is somewhere where the SDLP has maintained itself despite going into deep decline elsewhere. Will Column Eastwood's party be able to defend its keep?
1: Well, that's the... Massive question facing the SDLP. We know the SDLP are the three different kind of everybody that themselves are on a, a wider scale. They have seen their vote um, drop significantly in recent elections. But as you said, there has always been a very much a strong vote for the SLP in particular. And, and as well, but there in particular, I was always seeing obviously the home city of John Hume um, he was always the uh, very strong position in the, the uh, Westminster and then he was followed by Mark Durkin and the, the council also reflected that it was always very strongly um, dominated by SDLP councillors Sinn Féin have, have eaten under that significantly in the last couple of elections but SDLP was still, see Derry the Saban is very much a, a strong area for them um, and whilst they have got through difficulties in other council areas, and they, and they are expected to continue doing that. They would be very hopeful of, of holding on to their seats. In And they, they have 11 of the 40 seats on their council, console. That's, in the last election, they, they gained one seat. Now, if you talk to SDLP people, they will say they're hopeful of gaining possibly another one or two seats. But in reality, if the SDLP hold on to their 11 seats here, they will be more than happy.
0: They'll obviously be making massive efforts to defend what they have in the city and beyond. I mean, with a neutral hat on, being a cold analyst, if you like, how do you think they'll do?
1: I would think they'll hold onto to the, their seats. Um, possibly they could be in danger in one or two areas, um, and they are predicting that they may gain seats, one or two seats in other areas, but that's those ways and balances but I, I think if the SLP hold on to their 11 seats they will be more than happy
0: And they tied last time with Sinn Féin on 11 seats. Uh, Sinn Féin generally had a good election last time but not uh, not in Derry and Sturban. they had a very tough election there locally. Uh, they actually lost 5 seats which obviously went against the grain for Sinn Féin in, in terms of their overall growth that led to well, a major, major reorganisation and what people, what I think we can fairly call uh, an intervention by the leadership of Sinn Féin in the city. They'll have a massive amount of work to do this time around.
1: They will, and it's the 2019 council elections were a disaster for Sinn Féin in uh, Japan. They had 16 seats um, when they were done the election, they lost five, um, which was totally in opposition to how the, the party had fared in other um, areas where the continued growth of Sinn Féin was uh, impressive, but in the rest of the band, they, they had a, a a real disastrous time. It goes back to the 2017 Westminster election, which Sinn Féin, uh won for the first time. Alicia McKellan defeated Mark Durgan and it seems that after that election, Sinn Féin simply became overconfident. Uh, and... It, the next election was the council elections and they have a very poor vote management strategy at that election they for example the Arnold board was Sinn Féin three seats three comfortable seats but instead of uh, running three candidates Sinn Féin in the last election ran four candidates obviously in that in the hope of gaining another seat but what actually happened was they split their vote and they lost the seats uh, and there was a similar um similar thing happened in a couple of other awards. So it looks like Jeff had somebody got overconfident after their 2017 uh, Westminster success and that led to them losing uh several seats in the, the council. They lost a total of five. So it was that led to a lot of soul searching within the party. There was a lot of uh the two foil uh Chaffian MLAs were removed and they were replaced by younger um, two new candidates and a lot of the backroom staff in Sinn Féin and and, uh, Salvatore who would have been there for a long time were also removed. A lot of new faces were brought on and and there's a real restructuring of the party locally. Um, So they will be looking to see this election as a a massive uh, of massive importance to them. They will be looking to see how that restructuring has worked and can they secure some of those seats back? That's going to be very difficult. as It's obviously easier to, more difficult to, to regain a seat than to hold on to it. They have, um, by losing those seats, they've given all our councillors a chance to raise their profiles and, and uh, build support within areas. So it's, it's going to be difficult to ask for something sure they won those seats back, but they are confident with better vote manager this time that they will at least one uh back a few of those seats.
0: And it's it's, it's interesting to look. I mean, they need to win two back from the SDLP, two back from people before profit and one from INTO, And those are three different parties. So it's very difficult, I suppose, to focus on 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 the one opponent. And again, I noticed that they seem to be going for the same gamble again with a quite a large number of candidates. So they're really going for broke there.
1: They seem to have uh their mistakes of the last time they were running too many candidates. So they're very, very much more focused on seats. Now, a lot of those um seats that they lost were were quite small margins. So they will be really focusing in on those local areas and, and, and getting the vote out and you know, knocking doors and, and asking people to come out again and support them and maybe those who who gave their hope to other parties the last time that. Back to the Champlain, so there's a real focus for champagne on, on getting those seats back. But by losing those seats, they have um, those smaller parties like people before. Private names, those classes have been allowed to, you know, build up support within the communities and uh, on a local level. So it's it's certainly going to be difficult for champagne to, to get those seats back. But as we know, they're uh, an excellent party. Uh, usually. Now, as I'm saying, they made the mistakes last time in danced the pan. but usually uh, Sinn Féin's vote, while strategy, uh, are, are impressive. So they will be using those skills again to, to try and get those seats back.
0: Michelle O'Neill, despite the fact she's not standing in this local election, you know, she's a popular leader for Sinn Féin. So, I mean, uh, she's leading this uh, local election in a sort of a presidential um, fashion we see her face on posters uh, up and down Northern Ireland. Can I ask has anyone mentioned Michelle O'Neill's decision to go to the coronation to yourself in the area?
1: I think it's, a, it's a massive point but it's it, it, where do you think it, it could be important is that part of what Sean is saying is there you know um, Michelle O'Neill being a, a first minister for all of Northern Ireland, and it's reaching out to the unionist community. And you know, it's I think within this Sinn Fein, it's seen as part of the continued journey of the party. Um, obviously, it's there's Republicans, hardline Republicans, who are, are very critical of our decision to go to the coronation. But I think Sinn Fein realise they're never going to convince those people anyway. So it's, it's keeping within the party itself. I like think people accept that's part of the journey. But I think from a a local council election, probably the most important thing is is it potentially makes Sinn Féin more transferable in terms of votes. After council elections, it's the transfer votes that are key, you know, where it gets down the wheel and a lot of seats are decided on a tiny amount of votes. So there may be those within... Elias voters or SDLP voters or even possibly Unionist voters who, when they're going down through their election card and transferring their votes, they may decide, well, you know, Sinn Féin and um, Michelle O'Neill taking part in the, or traveling to take part in the coronation ceremony, that potentially could, you know, sway some people and, and pushing Sinn Féin further up the, the card in terms of transfers.
0: Well, let's turn to unionism, Kieran. Uh, the unionist community, again, in terms of uh, demographics and politics uh, in Derry and Strabane, are very much a minority, and I suppose that uh, makes the job of unionism's elected representatives very um, important, uh, representing the interests of of, of their community uh, on the council. Um, the DUP like everywhere else in terms of unionism, dominate the unionist landscape in the area? They got seven seats last time. What are they campaigning on in the area?
1: In, t- in terms of campaigning, the very was focused on their position in not returning yet to the Northern Assembly because of their concerns about the Northern Ireland protocol. So that's what they are asking people to support them on. In some ways, it's seen as a ref- this council election will be seen as a referendum on their stance, uh, particularly, obviously, within unionism. So that's the main focus, I think, for the DUP. And there is a the band. They don't have the, the specter of the TV hanging over them in 10, because the TV are only no candidates here. Um, so the in that in that sense, the DEP are not as a, under the, the same pressures that they face in other council areas. But there's a fascinating... Internal battle within unionism in day the day wars in particular. Um, in the last council election, two of the DUP councils returned were Graham Work and Ryan Critty. They both the two of them topped the poll in the Farn ward area. a uh, very impressive tally. They both received over a thousand votes. But since the two thousand and nineteen election, both of them have left. The DEP remarkably um, left uh, over just concerns he felt the the way the party was going. And Graham work. he actually was a the DEP councillor for the council in 2021 22 Just a few days after he finished his uh, as mayor, he was saying from the party. So there you have a position where two of the DUP's five councillors that were elected in two thousand nine are now going against the party. Graham is as, well as an independent Ryan McGrady is off the, the also unionist party. So it's going to be fascinating to see how they fare. You know, was the support they got the last time, was that just a, a personal support or was that a strong DEP support? So so will they, those voters go with um, those candidates now that they have left the DEP or will those votes stay with the DEP? So that's that's going to be a massive story locally. Uh, that will be the D P had seven seats. They will be obviously hoping to hold on those seven seats if not increase. But I, I don't, I don't see them increasing. But again, if they get if they hold on those seven seats, they will be absolutely delighted with that result.
0: And it's interesting. Both Graham Wark and uh, Ryan McCready, they both have a quite a high profile. E- you know, even outside in terms of even outside the council area, in terms of the media, etc., et when they're speaking for the area. Now, I'm speaking to you today from Belfast, so in the te- in the sense I'm looking in from the outside and. Uh, As I say, it does strike me that we hear a lot less about politics in Derry than we do in Belfast. And obviously that's something we're trying to rectify here. It also strikes me that some of the, I suppose, the perceptions we have about the city uh, and about politics in the city may not be entirely true. So there's some of the other issues that I notice uh, that I find interesting. Uh, The other vote and... uh, I have other and in inverted commas. If there, of course, I know not everybody would be happy with that description. But that rose from two percent in two thousand and fourteen, which is tiny, to twelve percent in two thousand and nineteen. So there, there are, there is other politics happening in the area outside of the nationalist and unionist blocks.
1: I think that has been the biggest story the last couple of Congress elections: how that hold of nationalism. Has been weakened. You always had SDLP and Sinn Féin were the two main blocks, and and the Unionist councils. And that's the way it was for, for for decades in the previous day city so council, Savannah City council, and then when the two councils merged, you've seen a a massive change in that um makeup of the council. Obviously, obviously the SDLP and Sinn Féin are still the two biggest parties in the council, but. Their strength has been weakened um, significantly in the last couple of elections by the growth of the smaller parties and the independence. The last election, the independence, there were four independent councils elected. They secured 12% of the overall vote, which was the biggest vote for independent, um across any council in Northern Ireland, yeah, the growth of the People Before Profit Party gained two seats. Alliance gained two seats in the last election. I think it was back in the 19th century in Derrick Council when the last Alliance concert was there. So that was a massive boost for them. Also gained a seat in the last um, election. So what you have now is a very strong, independent, smaller party section within the country. Very vocal, very... Um, determined on local issues, and they have, in many ways, they put it up to the bigger parties, um, and Sinn Féin and SLP, and maybe had it their own way for a long time in the, in the local councils. So these smaller parties and independents are, are very much sort of determined to get their voices heard. They might not have the overall power or strength of the bigger nationalist parties, but... As a as a collective, they, they've worked together also, and it's, they've definitely um, had a massive impact on the council. And it, it'll be interesting to see how that goes now um, with this election. Now, parties like Alliance will be hoping to grow their vote share, and they have two seats to be the if They hold all the two seats, likewise the People Before Profit Party. They have two seats, very hopeful of holding all those two two seats, but again a little bit. It's about the the growth of their vote. For example, in 2014, people before traffic voting, Dias the Band was 0.5%, that increased to 5.9% in 2019. So, you, potentially, you could see that growth continuing. But in general, that has been one of the, the major issues in this um, council and last few elections has been the growth and development of the independent and the smaller parties
0: an alliance i mean going from two councillors from no councillors is is it's a fantastic achievement for Alliance. Uh, they are a smaller party in the district than they are in other places. I suppose looking in, I always, uh, w- you know, Eamon McCann and the image of Eamon McCann, uh, and and I suppose other iconography, if you want to put it like that, from from the, from from Derry City and from Strabane, you w- would create the impression of a socialist redoubt, uh, people before profit, as you mentioned there. They have seen some drop in their support in, in terms of polls. Uh, they do. They will be losing. Well, they have lost Eamon McCann already. Of course, he has been replaced on the council. Do, do you know? Would you think that they can hold those two seats? Could they even expand beyond that?
1: I think there's a there's a possibility of them potentially getting another seat. I was McCann, got over a thousand votes the last time, um, but that would have been a a lot of that would have been a big personal support for Eamon. Obviously, he's been involved in a lot of campaigns over the years. People before profit will be very hopeful and confident of holding on to the, that seat of Eamon's, But I think it's under the serious pressure from Sinn Féin because they have uh, will have a better vote management this time around, and they are most certainly, certainly targeting that that people before profit seat that Eamon won the last time now. People before profit will argue that they have um a very strong record in council. Their two classes have been very prominent in the last few years. So they they'll be hopeful very much of holding on to the two seats they have. They will also be hopeful of gaining the seat in the UR side consistency. The last time around their candidate actually secured more seats for on the first preference votes than the alliance councillor. Uh alliance representative be actually then were going to be elected uh, as a result of uh, vote transfers. So people before Providence get out of this election, dance around a very confident mode and hopeful of securing an extra seat. As I said about Alliance, they have, uh, are very transfer friendly in council elections. They have the two seats here locally. If they hold those three seats, I think they'll be very happy, um, but they would also became the vote uh they try increased their vote share um because they are received a lot of transfers from other uh parties and that's, that's I think that's somewhere where people before profit will be hoping to see that they will be seen more um as a as a transfer friendly party and if they can convince all their voters to, to give them their a lot of transfers that will have a, a, a key impact on, on how they do. But I think elect- a the two councillors that were elected were very prominent on the council in the last few years, so they will be hopeful of holding on to seats and if they do so they will be delighted. They're very interested in the entry. The last time we ran their councillor was a, a local doctor. and um, Rosowski secured it over well over a thousand votes. A lot of that they were seen as a very much a personal vote because she was well known uh having worked as a doctor in the community. She since left. She fell out with the party over their differences over the, during the pandemic, and she was replaced by Emmett Doyle, who was a previous candidate in the local elections for the SLP, and also ran as an independent candidate in 2014. She's been in a and seat for a couple of years now. So eventually, as the see, how he does and how much possibly that Emmett vote was very much a personal vote. Or was it for a policy? So that's another interesting um side issue within the local council. But again, Champagne lost that C T Antwenty the last time around, Champagne. have very much uh learned lessons, it seems, from the twenty nineteen election. So they will they will very much be targeting that into seat.
0: Obviously Kieran, one of the things that uh Derry City has become known for in recent times is dissident Republicanism, uh, particularly in the Craigan estate. Um, and we we see one of the few places where you know street disturbances uh can be found from time to time, whereas for the vast majority of places in Northern Ireland, we don't see that sort of thing anymore. We know the presence of, of the political party, Siru, is based in the city. We know about the tragic death of Liam McKee. We know there's a, there's a new IRA presence in the city. It, will that be seen in any way in terms of electoral... Uh, will Will there be any electoral support shown for dissident Republicans? Will it will they well, impact it, in any way on the election?
1: The, they don't. The dissident republicans aren't involved. They don't have any candidates running in the election linked to the uh, the, the, the groups as you mentioned there. But there there certainly has been. There's a, a couple of um strong independent republican candidates, and Gary Donnelly in the Moor War, which would take in the Craig and Aaron, and Paul Gallagher in Stuban. The They're very they, they both. In the last two elections, actually Guy Danis top the poll both times in the war, Ward, uh, and Paul Goward is also uh, very much a, a strong base in Japan. So those countries and I'd I expect those two countries to return very comfortably in this election, because it's, it's going back to that, you know, that they're very much well regarded within their, their local communities for tackling local issues and highlighting local issues. Um, they both come from a, a very strong Republican background and have, have uh, no qualms in, in saying that, that that's their base, um, but they have built a very strong support within their areas in the, um, over the last couple of elections and uh, from a week to a week in terms of their council work. So I certainly expect those three councils to be returned and it, it plays out that that, that um, that there is, in some ways, a a protest vote. Those independent councillors and and the smaller parties are are getting so much more of a foothold within the council and building their support, and I expect that to continue with this election. I would be surprised if any of the independents lost their seats because, in some ways, it is, you know, as I said, it is a bit of a a protest vote that, that many people, and some of those may well be dissident no Republicans, but um people who would support uh no Republican group say it, it that they feel that the independents better represent them in the councils. Um and that they have no truck with Sinn Fein or the SLP or the Burger established parties. The independents have built up a very strong uh presence um and a much of support within the local Council and I would certainly so, expect that to continue.
0: Karen, is there any story in the area that we wouldn't be aware of that we should have mentioned, we should have asked about? Big issue here is again it's
1: it's it's coming back to the local facilities but also in the bigger picture. And in 2020 they was awarded uh one of the city deals um by the UK government and, and that essentially was uh massive investment. I think it's it's two hundred and ten million pounds is to come into the local area and it's to be spent on a range of big projects, but there's real concern now about the rising costs of these projects and that the £210 million is going to be nowhere near enough to cover these. So it's kind of that concern, there's a lot of concern about that and what that means for the projects and infrastructure here. I think that there is the banner, we're always going to fail in terms of the infrastructure is such a key thing but for there, as the Velma was seen, the recent opening of the A6 between the given, which was years in planning and, and construction, um. But it's been accepted that at the moment, a huge suffers. But then we have the A5 road, it's a long, rolling cycle. The, the proposed new A5 road, which looks nowhere near happening. Uh, we have the issue about the rail connections between. Uh, the rest of Northern Ireland and, and further field. There's been massive improvements in the last couple of years, but it's still seen as nowhere near as what's needed in terms of um, infrastructure. So so those projects are maybe bigger pictures, but they're seen as, as being key. If we get them right, then investment will follow and that will help the, the economy, which will play out to play into having better facilities locally in the council, it's they say the council can only, they argue that you can only work with what they're given. So there's, there is concern that the, the council isn't being given up a, a big enough pot to improve the facilities you go back and make to their, their own, but the local sporting facilities and how many of them are not fit for purpose. So again, it's a, it's a bigger picture of what these council elections give you a chance to really focus on what's important globally.
0: Kieran O'Neill from The Sunday World, thank you very much.